Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Under the Fig Tree. I'm Troy. And I'm Bruce. And we welcome you to our season two finale. Woo-hoo! So the season two has been really interesting. Uh, we've had a lot of fun uh, this season, and uh, it's a good way to end it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. This is going to be so much fun for you guys, and I think it's going to be uh, uh, the guest that we have in studio today is going to be so helpful and uh, there's, there's no better way for us to end season two. So buckle up and get ready. I think you're right. Before we introduce our guests, I want to make sure we say hello to Stephen Ratliff in West Virginia. Hey, Steve. And uh, also our listeners in Redwood, California. Wow. Imagine that, Redwood, California. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Uh, we want to say hello to those folks and to everyone else that's listening. And so for now, what we want to do is we're going to talk about marriage. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great way to end uh, season two. And we have in studio with us our good friend. These are two of my favorite people in the world. Anyway. Mine too. But it's Dr. Tim and Cheryl Brewer. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, we're so glad to be here today. This is an honor. Yes, it really is. And we've been looking. I know we've talked about this for quite some time about having you guys on the show. Yep. Um, and I think this works out perfect to end off the season. And we know you guys have been doing marriage counseling for quite some time. So we wanted to have you on the show and really glean some of your knowledge and some of the experience that you guys have. But first, we want to know, how you, how did you get started in marriage counseling? Well, it was one of those times where we were going through a lean season, actually. Uh, people have always been drawn to Cheryl and myself, both for Wisdom and advice, uh, uh, even when I was teaching, I was in, you know, spent 20 years in education, and people were like seeking you out to try to get advice. How did you do this? How did you do that? And then it seems like naturally, spiritually, we were folks were coming to us going, how do we deal with this in our relationship and all that? And it kind of, it was through a lean season where I was out of work, and my dad was very sick, and we had were seeking, God, what's, what's next for us? You know, we had... Uh, going through a real tough time in the economy where jobs were hard to find. And, right. and then dad got sick and we had to move back, uh, uh, move back close back to Charlotte so I could be closer to dad, drive down and take care of him. And mm-hmm. we were praying and finally, you know, we were got, we were kind of saying, Hey, I think God's calling us to counseling. And Cheryl was kind of feeling the same thing. And so that's how we got started. I started working on the doctorate and, uh, and, and learning things and, and it was just kind of a natural outgrowth of, I kind of think, where God was pushing us. Uh, he's, for me, I'm a hardhead, <laughs> and uh, the way he, he gets my attention is sweeping my feet out from under me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I hope that there are no other listeners like that who deal with that, but that's the way God talks to me sometimes. <laughs> he has to get my attention and uh, kind of pushed us that direction. Cheryl? Um, I was just going to say, when he mentioned that it came from a, dark time for us it was actually the worst year of our marriage wow. the year before mm-hmm. wow. god called us to do this wow and i just want to encourage anybody who's listening if you're going through that dark time that's the tunnel of the birth yeah, yeah. the wow. light is at the end <laughs> oh of that's that. awesome i like that that's great so just wait hold on hold on to god yeah and then hold on to each other because awesome. he's got something to birth out of that so how that's long awesome. have you guys been doing this weird We've been trying to figure that out. <laughs> I think I think we're somewhere around seven years now. I believe it. it there right. may have been some informal stuff going on before that, right. but probably around seven years. It looks right. like. Yeah. Yep. So you talked about God kind of pushing you, you know, in that direction. Did that 
what did that look like? Did people, did more people start calling? You know, I mean, did you, you know, was there demand that was put on it? What, what kind of walk us through that process? What did it look like to begin to step fully into what you do now? Well, it was, I think it was an outgrowth of a lot of conversations. It's like we would find ourselves connected with people and all of a sudden we were in a mentor capacity, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, I think that's pretty much pretty much what it looked like. It was like we were sitting there going, God, you know, you've brought us together for a reason. We thought we were actually going into music ministry because that was my background. Okay. I had a bachelor's, bachelor's and master's of music, and I was a band director and you know, college, middle school, high school, and I had done that, and we had been, I'd been involved in choir and church orchestra, and we thought God was moving us into music. You know, we had some friends of ours that were – that were in that direction, and we felt like that was it. And we were like, no, the doors were not opening. Things right. weren't happening. And it's like, okay, God, what's going on? We we feel like we are ready to do it. We're able to do it, but nothing was happening. And and then it seems like that we were drawn to a lot. A lot of people were drawn to us, and were talking to us a lot. And we said, well, maybe if uh, we just need to get busy. We were, we, it was like, it was almost like we were a ship sitting at the dock, tied up at the dock. We had a full crew. We had full provisions. Right. And, and we're sitting there, God, tell us the direction. And finally, I, I was hearing him say, just put up the sails and let me yeah. blow you. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and that was it. And, and, if, and I would say if folks are at that point in their life where they don't know what God's direction is, just put the sails up and let his wind blow you. Because I don't think God necessarily for everybody wants your – path to be a straight path right. uh, you know I, I'm, I admire those people who go to college and they get a degree and they do something for 35 40 years and retire and great but for uh, for me it's been I'm here for a while and I'm here for a while and I'm here for a while <laughs> yeah. and you look at my resume and you go the guy can't keep a job I mean <laughs> <laughs> but if you see long 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 strength long stretches of some certain direction it was giving me some experience to take to another place, right. to take to another place. And right. even in, in every, every station, every place, I think had its purpose. Even sometime when I was struggling and, you know, here I have a doctorate degree, you know, in front of my name. I realize I don't know a lot, but I have a doctorate degree in front of my <laughs> name. But even in the times when I was working on that degree, I was also doing other things to pay the bills. Right. Folks don't see me driving a 1972 Chevrolet pickup truck with a load of scrap metal on the back, driving it to the scrapyard to be able to pay the bills for that week right, right. off my dad's property. Mm. But even in times of being stretched, in times of being very worried about how I'm going to take care of things, there was provision in a place that I didn't see it coming. Right. I love you guys' background story. Absolutely love you guys as a couple. Want to be able to grab as much information as we can from you for our listeners. And I think we had some questions for us to go over. So I, I think the first question, what makes a marriage work? I'm going to say, I'm first going to tell you what doesn't make a marriage work, that most people think it's love. And that's not what makes it work. Because if it did, there would almost never be divorce. Mm-hmm. Because we go into a marriage in love. Love doesn't sustain itself. Yeah, good point. It doesn't great continue to, to grow on its own. It's a decision once you've gotten married and you've gotten past that initial, 
okay, the honeymoon stage, everything's wonderful. You're right. always in love then. Yeah. yeah. But then when you get up in the mornings and you realize your breath is not getting any better. And you do, honey, where are your eyebrows? You know, all of those things are that maybe help attract you to each other. Right. And, and when the day opens with a new challenge, you realize continuing to love is a choice. Because guess what? Everything I loved about you when we first got married now annoys me. <laughs> that just is what how it happens love it. and we have to continue to make that decision every day that i love you and you know what those things that might annoy me i really if i and and i'm just it, part of my temperament is to look way past everything i don't stop thinking so my thought process if you weren't gone i would crave those things that annoy me now i would ask for the lord i want him back and i would never complain about those things mm-hmm. ever again wow but I think the main thing is, and I'll let Tim jump in here in a minute. I don't want to take all of the time on that. But we have to communicate. But the main thing is to keep the Lord first. Yeah. If we're not keeping God first, then I can't make the right decisions. He's the one who guides me to make the correct decisions, to, to look at things through his eyes, yeah. to see past the humanity that we walk in every day. Wow. Right. It's, it's a couple things I would say is to understand that we have to teach couples that they're on the same team. Yes. They come in an adversarial position a lot of times when they come into our office and are like, look, you guys are on the same team right, here. That's so good. So we got to, we got to learn to, we got to fight back to back like right. warriors do. Mm-hmm. And to do that, we, there has to be some trust. I have to be aware and trust that Cheryl has got my back, mm-hmm. but she has to be aware and trust that I have her back, yeah. Yeah. you know, and that, and that we fight together as a couple. And there have been times when people have come against me or things have come against me, and I saw the warrior come out of her. Right. Yeah. I will cut you. The, right. <laughs> you can't. You can't I see. Love it. You can't I see can't it. But she's a redhead. I, I, yeah. <laughs> but looking at her, she's so sweet. Yeah, right. such right. a sweet wife. But. But I understand that, you yeah. know, that I will cut you. You know, mm-hmm. there's people still on my wife's list. And I'm like, honey, let it go. It's okay. <laughs> so, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I understand yeah. that. It's important that they learn that they've, they've got to be fighting against things, not against each other. Right. And yes. that when they have a conversation, there has to be safety. If both people can't speak freely, then... There's no way you're going to get things accomplished. You're going right. to get problems solved. Yeah. And, and we, we see that, that safety issue is a real issue. And mm-hmm. we, talk, we talk about this a lot, uh, a lot in uh, you know, how to have a crucial conversation, that everybody has to be able to get their information <laughs> into that pool of, of, of meaning, into that pool of synergy there. And so we, we, we think that's so important that they're able to do that. But... It's amazing the couples that we have come in see us. We give them all the tips. We give them the tips about communication and all that kind of thing. And probably the biggest, and especially intimacy. Yeah. And, and we can talk about that in a little bit. But intimacy is so important. But we can give you all of that information. But if you don't pray together and there's not a spiritual yes. intimacy component to that, right. yeah. that's the catalyst. It's like, it's like dynamite, you know, has within it power. Yeah, yeah. But it won't explode unless it has either a fuse in it, right, or a blasting cap a blasting to enact cap, it, right. And and that's and, and and spiritual 
the spiritual aspect of it is what causes that cap to explode and be and causes that dynamite to explode. And it's amazing how many couples we can't get just to pray together. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and wow. that component is is extremely important. Saying that God is in the center of your marriage and actually God being in the center of your marriage are two different things, right? Yeah. Um, right. I can say it all I want, but if we never display it, we never come together, and and we sit before God together. You yeah. know, I get your individual time. I, I you know I got right. no problem with that, but that time together mm-hmm. as a couple, being one flesh in front of God, yeah, you know, um, I think is very crucial. And it's interesting that that's uh, you're saying that's one of the things that you don't see too much, because uh, it's kind of going to lead into the segue of the next. Things I'm looking at marriage in different stages. You have mm-hmm. that that early stage where everything is beautiful, <laughs> you know. Then you have that other stage right after that was like, this is really getting on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, and I mean, you have several stages of marriage that you go through. Um, but I, I would, maybe, and maybe we can answer that question or this question in line with that. But what are common issues that you see in marriage? Maybe in the beginning, maybe you know, as people get older. But what are some yeah. of the common issues that you guys see? I would say the thing that's funny is you're right. It, the issues go in stages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Because that initial stage is the once everything wears off. In the beginning, you're like, oh, honey, I don't care. Whatever you want to do. And, I, you know, it's always deferring to the other. Right. Yeah. Then you realize, wait a minute, we still are, we are one, but we are still two people. I still have the way I think. You still have the way you think. Mm-hmm. So then they start button heads on why can't we make a decision? Mm. Because they, because at that point in your life you're looking at, you know, maybe buying your first house. You're looking at trying to make some big investment things, right. money wise. And we all know money can be a very big issue yes. for couples. Absolutely. And sometimes once you get past that initial stage, you start facing those issues. And people trying to decide what are the important things? What are we going to spend our money on? Yeah. And that's one of the things, and I might be jumping ahead, that we love to do in our premarital. We make you think about those things before you get married. Yes. Yeah. Let's already have that planned out so we know what are our big plans, what are our big dreams, and let's have a timeline for that. Yeah. So that because finances can be a huge issue. Yeah, right. For couples. And then, of course, as you go on into life, as the kids take you 5,000 different directions, that's yeah. only a slight exaggeration because it's probably only 1,000. But, <laughs> but it sure feels like it's never, you're never on the same page. If you have more than one child, yeah. they're in different activities yes. and their parents are going different directions. And at the end of the day, are they connecting with each other or yeah. is it we're just falling in bed exhausted and we don't talk? Right, yeah. right, right. What is so important? I can remember having a conversation with my wife and and I said to her, my children are 35 and 36 now, Mm -hmm. but uh, I can remember having a conversation with my wife and telling her, I don't want to look across the table at you and and try to remember your name. Exactly. Who are you again? You know, Mm -hmm. I I said that that's not how that's supposed to go. Let's be deliberate about staying connected. So I I identify very much with with that. You know, we only had two. (laughs) <laughs> and that's know. more than enough to keep <laughs> yeah. you very busy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I said, you know, so we have to stay connected so that we kind of sort of aren't starting over. You kind of are when you become empty nesters because you're at a different place and yeah. 
it's a different time and the atmosphere is different and all of that. So I think there's some level of kind of starting a new chapter, maybe is a better way to say it. But at the same time, not saying, who are you now? Mm-hmm. What's yeah. your name again? Right. That's, exactly. that's not supposed to happen. It's amazing. Uh, people will ask us, you know, what's the demographic of people that are probably struggling or getting divorced? And when we tell them it's the over 50 crowd, yeah, they're crazy. shocked. They're, they're totally shocked when we tell them, why, why do you think that is? It's, they have sit, seriously been running so hard and so fast. Dad's taking one kid to football and band practice, and mom's taking kid to volleyball and softball or whatever, you know, whatever sports or activities are involved. Yeah. They come home after eating a I will call it a malnutritious meal at a drive-thru. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They're in health-wise, they're not in great health a mm. lot of times because they're not eating well or they're eating late at night or whatever. And they force the kids to do their homework, you know, and, and they're all stressed out and they fall into bed completely exhausted. And so, of course, there's no conversation unless it's sniping back right. and forth a lot of times. Right. Yeah. And they do that for years. And then the kids graduate, and they suddenly look at each other and go, I don't know you anymore. Right. I, think, right. I think there's a better, better way to do this. And, and it's really sad to see couples that have been together for so long, and you think they had the, what would be a picture-perfect marriage, and all of a sudden they're going separate ways. Right. It breaks our heart to see it. Wow. And I imagine sex is another thing that just oh, gosh, yes. goes by the wayside because you talk about the now malnutritious mm-hmm. meal. Now there's no energy, <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, exactly. there's no energy, yes. then there's no interest. And, you know, yeah. and that just adds to the, yeah. to the whole thing. Tips. You mentioned tips earlier. Let's go ahead and go there. What, a, what, what kind of tips to, for conflict resolution yeah. would you suggest? How do you, how, how do we, get past those rough places. I call it unpacking. Mm-hmm. You know, you said earlier, you start, you start out, the sun is shining yeah. and the birds are singing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, yep. you know, like the Disney, I don't know if I can say Disney on the radio, I just did, sorry. The Disney, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, cartoons, you know, and they come mm-hmm. with the birds, come and lay these wonderful flowers on mm-hmm. her head and everything. Right. And, but then a couple of years go by and you actually start unpacking. Because everybody seems to show up with baggage. Right. Oh, yeah. That's kind of the way we teach it. Everybody Absolutely. seems to show up with baggage. Oh, yeah. And so you don't see everything until some years go by and, and you decide, okay, I think I can go ahead and unpack that. And it's like, whoa, I didn't know that was in there. Yeah. Yes. You know. So help us understand, give us some tips on conflict resolution. We call those the baggage. We call them landmines. Uh, sometimes we because it, it really is. It really is. You know, I'm I'm standing here or sitting here talking with Cheryl, and all of a sudden her eyes get big, and I realize, oh, I've stepped on something. What did I step oh, on? You wow, know, it's almost good. like it's almost like uh, what what is the, the the game Battleship? Yeah, you know, I've sunk her battleship. Wow, uh, something I said, and it's it. It may I might be speaking from a rational mind, but she might be speaking it from. It might be receiving it from an emotional mind. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and so we have to understand that. And we all have little landmines that have either come from, especially couples that have been married before, from prior relationships yes. or from bad, very bad relationships. And you're trying to you're trying to communicate, but don't realize you're stepping on something, yeah. and it, it it happens a lot. And so, yes, we got to start going back and digging a little bit and finding out where those go, and then working through a process sometimes of 
forgiveness of forgiving yeah. some of those things. Yeah. And so, um, I was just going to say, he's mentioning old relationships. Sometimes those relationships were childhood. Yes. Sometimes it's right. family. Yeah. Sometimes it's your perception of what life was at home before you get married. Mm-hmm. The good, the bad, everything in between. And if you're not having safe communication with each other, mm-hmm. so many couples will come into a situation and because of their temperament or whatever happened to them in the past because they can't handle conflict, mm-hmm. they're just going to shut down. And we don't talk about it, so yeah. nothing gets resolved. Yeah. Then it just blows up again. So when he talks about the safe conversation, that's what we talk to them about, where you, we talk to them about the types of communication, about trying to be assertive and not being passive-aggressive or passive um, and not even speaking your mind because that doesn't solve anything. Yeah. So we tell them you have to be willing to trust each other in a relationship to hear things you don't want to hear. Yeah. Wow. Like Absolutely. I'm, you might not like what I have to say, but you have to know I'm coming at a place from love. Right. And I'm telling you because I trust you. Wow. Yeah. With this emotion right. and right. with this memory, so that we can work past it and to help me understand. If he sees those eyes pop open, mm-hmm. he can say, "I'm not your stepdad." Yeah. I can say to him, "Wow. I'm not that old girlfriend." Wow. And it helps right. us to remember, and you have to receive it from a place of you're saying that because you care for me and our relationship, mm-hmm. so I can let that go. Mm-hmm. Because eventually, the eyes quit getting big. Right. Yeah, you right. replace those things with good memories, with good relationship, and if you don't have that open communication, it can't happen. Wow, that's we, so good. One of the things we do talk about is assuming positive intent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's amazing with, with all the baggage that people bring to a relationship is that they think that every conversation is to tear them down. We've gotten to be that way. I mean, society has, has made us into this win-lose mentality. Mm-hmm. I've got to win every conversation. I've got to win everything. Business is that way. Sports teams are that way. And we're such a sports-driven society now. Right. We think, I've got to win everything. Wow. And when the thing is, is we have to understand when there's a winner – there's a loser. Is my wife going to be the loser? Right. I don't want my wife the loser because I don't believe I don't believe in that. I don't believe that way. I believe if I win, my wife wins. If my win. wife yeah. wins, I win. Yeah. You know, yes. I don't want losers. Right. We we don't want her to be losers. I love her too much. It yeah. took me yeah. too long to find the right woman. Right. And I don't Amen. I don't want anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anything that's going to be detrimental. One of the things we try to teach couples in in is when you're ha- you got to have a conversation every so often. You right. you need to. We we recommend once a week at least. But the first question you ask is you start on the positive side. What am I doing? That's helping you. Am I doing something that's helping you? Please tell me. If there's something I'm doing that's helping you, let me know. So mm-hmm. I'll be sure to continue doing it. Right. And then the next question is, is, is there something more you need from me? Yeah. And each, each person, I ask those questions, and then she asks those questions. Right. And so it gives us an opportunity to have a little bit of sugar. You know, they say a little bit of sugar makes the medicine go down. You know, <laughs> you get a little sugar to start with, then... There's stuff I need to work on because yeah. we all have things in our relationship we need to work on. I sure. mean, you know. And if I can say this, Tim has the best way of asking. He doesn't say, like, what can I do to help you? He asks, what can I do to make you successful this week? Wow. That yeah. builds me up. That helps me know he yeah. thinks everything I do is important. 
Yeah. And that I'm going to be successful. That's good. Instead of, you know, just what can I do to help you? And that might mean, hey, we're going to have these sessions and can you have this leftovers heated by the time I get home so we can eat quick? <laughs> it might not sound like something crazy right. um, big, but it's huge to me. Yeah. Right. And That's then good. that shows his heart in serving me. Because yeah. the biggest thing is to sacrifice for each other. We don't like the mm-hmm. word compromise. Right. Yeah, that's good. Because that goes back to the somebody's got to win. You're right. keeping mm-hmm. record. Yeah. But that's, if you sacrifice, awesome. there's no record. I, I do like that. I love the um, the wisdom that you guys have in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, the winners and the losers. I never really thought about it that way. I know early in our marriage, we had to learn how to argue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that was yes. something we had to learn how to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, trial and error. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure other other couples are that way too. But uh, no, nobody, no, nobody, <laughs> just just you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> eventually, you get to some either unspoken or maybe there are some spoken rules that you know. There's lines that you just don't cross. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a way that you do argue, and there's a way that you don't. Um, exactly. I had made up in my mind at some point. Uh, is it more important to win, or is it more important to be heard? And That's I think key. there's a difference between the two. Yeah, it's good. Um, I don't need to win the argument. Sometimes you just want to be heard. Yeah. And I, I would say this too. Let me, because sometimes you'll give somebody advice and they'll do something different. You say, mm-hmm. well, you're not listening. <laughs> well, no, they are listening. They just yeah. chose to do something different. Right. right. Um, listening doesn't mean they always do what you tell them to Correct. do. They right. just, you heard me and I have to feel okay with just being heard sometimes. And I think that's some, some things my wife and I went through. Yeah you know, early in our marriage. And, yeah, you know, even now we still learn how to argue, yeah. you know, because <laughs> there's different things to argue about, which right. is cool. Right. Mm-hmm. For us, we really, my wife and I had to learn how to get past things quicker. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, because at the beginning, and we're, we're almost at 38 years now, wow. but nice. at the beginning it was like, days, weeks. <laughs> Cold so, nights. And, and, yeah. Yes, and I'm so grateful to God that now it's 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 minutes. It literally is minutes, mm-hmm. and then we reset, and it's okay. Yeah, right. And so I'm grateful to God for that because it didn't start out that way. We're now at a place where we can say, "I don't like you right now. I don't like mm-hmm. you either." Okay, what we eating? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it doesn't. It, it's not the end all. Right. You know, everything yeah. stops, and and I'm grateful to God for that. But. But, you know, it's, it's that being deliberate. One of you mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, I mean, really be, which for me is the same as my walk with God. Yes. We have to be deliberate believers right. in Jesus. We have to be deliberate every day to walk with him. And I think for me, it's the same thing for Robin and me. It's the same thing. Being deliberate, choosing to be deliberate every single day. I love my wife, but I don't cheat on my wife. I don't, I don't deliberately hurt my wife. I don't say ugly things or do ugly things. Not because I love her. You made that point at the very beginning, but because I love him. Yes. I try. Yeah. I love him. And, yes. and so wanting to be like him, I mm-hmm. choose to try to have his nature and his nature is to simply be good. Yeah. Whether, whether you deserve it or not mm-hmm. is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Right. It's my nature to just be mm-hmm. good. And so that's kind of where, where, where we are now. But that, that's so good. Yeah, we're yeah. under the fig tree here. We have Dr. Tim and Cheryl Brewer. 
They are giving us some outstanding advice on marriage. These are fabulous married marriage counselors, I should say. They are. Good question, because I want to go back to something you guys talked about before. Uh, you talked about premarital counseling, mm-hmm. uh, the importance of that, because I think when we start talking about conflict resolution, I think mm-hmm. sometimes one of the better ways to avoid conflict is to discuss it before it happens. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And there's some things, there's some things that we don't think about going into a marriage, like, okay, if mama gets sick and she needs somewhere to live, then mm-hmm. how's that going to look for us if we have to, you know, bring right. mama in or, right. or something, right. you know, things like that, that we don't, yeah. because you're young, mortality is really not an issue. Oh. Right. We don't really right. think right. about right. mortality, right. you know, right. Right. parents will live forever, you'll live forever, you know, right. but, but then, you know, as you get older, things happen. So I, I do want to talk to you a little bit about that and see, uh, what can you help people with as far as to prep them for getting married? We are pretty invasive when it comes to premarital counseling. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> Cheryl, Cheryl can agree with that. We're pretty invasive when it, when it comes to that. We, we start out with, we, we believe in temperament testing. It's one thing that's big with us. Uh, and it basically lets us get down to the DNA. Okay of what our default is and rather behind the mask of personality temperament gets below that. And when we go through that, we go through the air three areas of areas of inclusion. That's how they deal with their social energies. And then we, we, and how they think intellectually as well. Right. And the area of control is how they make decisions for themselves and for others. I call it how it's how you order your world, learn to order your world. Okay. You know, we hear the word control freak and we think that's a bad thing, but it's how we take, how we protect ourselves, how we, right. how we understand things. And then the area of affection is how we give and receive love to those that are very closest to us. And we, we put them, we go through that and help them understand that. And, and like you were talking about how you guys learn to get over things quickly. There are right. certain temperament types that get over them quickly and walk away. And, you know, they could, there could be an atomic explosion and still aftermath coming. And they're like, hey, hey there's something nice going on. Let's go over there. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> while the other partner's sitting there, they're sitting there in the radiation going, whoa, you better, you better slow your roll. I'm still angry about this. And y'all can't see my hand is raised. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but we, but we learned, we learned that we're made differently. Yes. Yeah. And, and, but, you know, I'm going to tell you, it's great to be different because if both of us were the same, one of us would be un necessary right you know she brings out things and you know helps me be better yeah by the tr- what she brings to the to the table and i try to do the very same thing for her but but we do we, we we teach couples about that very first and then we do we, we talk to them about communication skills to communicate you know yeah. things like don't wait until there's 12 items to talk about because all of a sudden it's an atomic bomb in the room. Wow. It's not just, you know, and, and they'll, they'll start talking. Okay, let's talk about what you're dealing with. And all of a sudden one starts listing off 10, 12 things. And we're right. like, whoa, 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 whoa. We got to stop. Let's do one at a time. How do you eat an elephant? You got to do it one bite at a time. You can't right. throw it all in the room there. Yeah. And so we teach them the, how to, you know, kind of how to, for lack of a better term, how to have, how to fight right. the right way. And yeah, just it, like Troy said, you have to learn that. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. do. Yeah, and we teach them that. We talk to them about finances, mm-hmm. and then we have the what we call the red face session. We talk to them about intimacy, and we ask some hard questions. And sometimes it's involving breaking soul ties from old relationships. Right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's 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 helping them to understand what's right and what God's word says. Yeah. You know what's right and wrong, what we can't do. 
and, and you know, it's uh, there, there's so many little things that we and we try to get practical with it. Like, yeah. okay, this is your first holiday together, Thanksgiving and Christmas. How are you going to handle where you're going to go? Mm-hmm. Uh, you That's know, good. here That's we here really we are good. here we are uh, here we are yeah. here we are five weeks into our marriage and the toilet is so black and and it's because you ex- I expect you to clean it and you expect me to clean it and because my mama cleaned it you know and it's like yeah. somebody got to do it you know what what are real roles have got to be taken care of right because we just forget you know, we just assume that somebody else is going to do it. We have to have to look at those things, little simple common things. Who's going to pay the bills? Who's going to, who's going to handle the property taxes and the car taxes? And who's going to get the car inspected? And who's going to clean the garage and all those things? And so we even mentioned things in our financial conversation about lending money. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and talk yeah. about this. Yeah. Do you wow. lend money to friends without talking to each other? Yeah. Wow. How much am I able to spend without? Hey, are you okay if I spend this money at the store over a hundred dollars or whatever? And we tell everybody it's there's no set; it's what works for you. Right. But you have to have that conversation yeah. before it's an argument mm-hmm. and decide. Well, that's that. good. That's yeah. really good. And that's the thing is more than anything else during our premarital's we 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 say okay, I want you to have conversation about what we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and, and it's amazing how many of them come back and go, okay, we talked about this and we talked about that and we asked these questions and we out, and that's exactly what we want. It's not to give you hard, fast facts because we're very careful about giving advice uh-huh. in this, this, this weird world, litigious world that we're in. Right. But we're going to give you some suggestions, some things that we've Tools. stumbled through. Yes. And things we've seen other folks stumble through yeah. too as well. And sometimes it's a, you know, I, my mom used to use the example of getting kicked by the mule. Uh, I'm going to show you how not to get kicked by Maud. And we, she called her Maud. How not getting kicked by Maud if we can help you, you know. And uh, and so we want if we can help you avoid some difficulties, yeah. we give you a chance to have more success at the beginning. Right. That's awesome. Well, I know the Bible talks to us about you know letting letting the older women show the younger women how to be wives and to be mothers. And I, I don't know that we take a community approach to mm-hmm. marriage, you know, like we should. No. Yeah. I agree. Uh, agree. think the premarital counseling is a great step in that direction, you know, cause I, I want to see you succeed mm-hmm. in your marriage, but here's a question I would have, cause I know you've done marriage counseling before in the past. I've done it. And I know you guys do it professionally. You ever had anybody just decide this is not for us? Yes, we did. <laughs> One that we, had a little worries about to start uh-huh. with because yeah. they were very different in, in their areas. Yeah. I think they were more in love with the idea of being married than actually being married, being in, in love, yeah. you wow. know, that kind of thing. You know, wow. they just didn't want to live it out. They yeah. wanted the honeymoon. Uh, they didn't yeah. want to get down to life is not a honeymoon. Wow. That's right. only going to last a short time. And they didn't want to hear that. Yeah. Mm. They didn't want to get into the practical of what so was going to happen. Did they get married anyway? No, they didn't. Mm. No, they they didn't. did okay. not. But we're grateful that yeah. that yeah. at least opened their eyes to that, and they yeah. didn't make mm-hmm. that step. So, looking at you know the the point of having married premarital counseling and stuff like that, I think one thing we could probably all agree to that most of the conflict in marriage in the beginnings probably over two things: money, sex. Yes, mm-hmm. probably two main things that, yeah. that mm-hmm. people have an issue with. Now, I know Doctor Tim talking to you uh, a few months ago. You said you guys were noticing something uh, with people you know, in their late 20s, early 30s in that area 
because when you first told me about it, I thought these were older people. But you said there's a lack of physical intimacy mm. um, from people in their marriage. And I'm thinking, okay, if like in your 70s or 80s, Mm-hmm. That won't be me, by the way. That, that, yeah. <laughs> in your seventies or eighties, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I could kind of get it, <laughs> right? But when you told me these folks were in their late twenties and early thirties, right. going what a year, year and a half, yes. two. You know, two, two years, years. Yeah. two years. Wow. Yeah. So what? What do you? What is that about? I, I think it's a lack, of, just a lack of connection. They're just really not connected. This is one couple that we've had, really had a hard time getting them to getting them to uh, have devotion together and pray together and, oh, and all yeah. that. But, you know, when you're, un, when you're disconnected, you don't want to be intimate. You don't want to sit person, you know, the term intimacy into, into you, into me see, you know, yeah. we, we talk about that. They don't, they don't, there's, there's no transparency and they just, there's just no connection. And we're seeing it a lot. And we're seeing couples sleeping in different rooms. Mm-hmm. You know, now, wow. at, you know, at, in the beginning of their 30s, and, and I'm going, what in the world is going mm-hmm. on? That is, a, you know, we, we, we say there are five types of intimacy, and that's one of the very most important types. Yeah. You know, it's not like we're sex therapists or anything like that, or, or, but it is a vital portion of who we are. You know, you know, when we look at all the different types, agape, storge, you know, phileo and eros. Eros is an important part of right. our marriage relationship. And sure. without that, there's a piece missing. Right. There's something that needs to be there. And I will just say when we talk to couples about the areas of intimacy, we do that definitely in our premarital. And we tell them if you don't have these, the physical's not going to happen or it's not going to be what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. But the main one we tell them about is it all starts with the spiritual. Yeah. Right. And some people are like, but, ooh, I don't want to think spiritual for physical. And we're like, but you're not going to have it the way God intends it if right. you don't have the spiritual. Right. Yeah. And if you're not open to each other spiritually, then you're not emotionally, you're right. not recreationally, right. intellectually. Right. Then the physical is just not going to come. And we see people, they pull away in different areas. Mm-hmm. And then when you start talking about it, they don't have any of those areas of intimacy. So mm-hmm. what are some signs for that? You said they pull away. Mm-hmm. So what, what are some signs that you could look out for? Yeah, sure. So it's, one of them is that you know you're not talking and communicating. If you were mm-hmm. only, and when I say that, there are couples who, hey, we took the kids here. Hey, what's for dinner? Hey, you know, what do we have to do tomorrow? What's our schedule? Well, that's a roommate conversation. Right. That's not a couple conversation. Uh, wow, right. so good. We need to dig into emotionally, not how was your day, like what just happened, but I can tell it wasn't a great day. Yeah. What happened? What is bothering you? Can I help you? Because here's the thing. If we're not praying for each other with what we need and we're just generally praying over each other, then we're out of touch. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to know what's going on. We have to be talking about, hey, this is what's happening at work, and I feel like it's spiritual. Yeah. I need you to help me pray about it. Right. Or, you know, hey, I'm having conflicts over things I'm trying to deal with, and I don't. I just am not sure for direction. I need you to help me pray about that. If we're not praying about details that are specific for each other, mm. we're not intimately close. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. play, pray a general prayer over him. We pray the, pray the prayer of Jabez over each other every day, mm. yeah. and yeah. that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But then we got to go beyond that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I can pray that over anybody. Sure. But there are only some prayers I can pray over my husband. Right. right. And point. only someone, some that he can pray over me. Right. So when we see couples starting to pull apart, if you're not praying, and then here's the thing, if you're not spiritually connected, are you emotionally connected? 
you're not talking, you're not having those conversations. Are you intellectually having those conversations that make me think? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And see, you can't talk about one without the other. They're all intertwined. Yeah. And so once you start pulling away from one of those areas, the whole thing unravels. On that note, as you were speaking, I, a question came to mind, Troy. How much does social media play into what you're talking about right now? Oh, wow. That separation, you know, and that. Yeah. Uh, can you speak on that just a little bit? You got an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Cliff yes, notes, we do. honey. Cliff notes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, Cheryl knows I'm, I can get long winded with answers, and that's why she's saying cliff notes. Uh, social media is a scary thing. It's, it's a wonderful thing, and I keep up with a lot of former students and former friends in college and. And, and, and people that are close to me and watch what's going on through our church and all that kind of thing. It's great. But it can be very divisive, just like everything's going sure. on right now. And, and that's another issue that we see with families that we can talk about. But right. but it's, 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 a, it's a very divisive thing. And if you're watching, if you're in the social media and you're in too much, and I'll be honest with you, into the news too much, yes, it creates a sense of anxiety and chaos. Right. Right. And, and, and we know that God is not the author of confusion, you know, that's right. it. But it, cre- it creates that. And, and it's an easy place for, for people to escape, to have an escape mentality, but it's also an easy place for them to connect some places they don't need to connect. Right. You know, it's easy to keep up with, hey, we had our 35th class reunion, and there's so-and-so that we were close to in college, and all of a sudden I'm developing a relationship chatting back and forth right. and all of a sudden you're in a danger zone and you don't realize you're in that danger right. zone. You right. know? And so. Bruce, I love you asked that because one of the biggest things is comparison. Mm-hmm. Oh, Especially wow. Especially women are really bad. Oh, look what, look what she drives. Look at how beautiful her children look. Mm. Oh, look at her house. My house doesn't look like that. Yeah. Wow. And it doesn't even mean money, but it's chaos at my house. Yeah. I'm not controlling my kids. It doesn't look like that. Mm-hmm. And we have to realize like Tim always says, it's to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yes, people yeah. aren't putting their real That's life exactly on there. Right. They are showing you what they want it to look like yes. or want it to be, and it's not true. And we have to realize that is false. Yeah. yeah. And when we let the enemy play on our mind with that, it'll take us down a rabbit trail. We can't come back. Wow. Yeah. Just want you to know, I'm stealing that to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, it's a good one. I, I, I just, you know, as they say, a blind squirrel gets a nut every once in a while. I did that. <laughs> I, I came up with that. But it, it really is. I mean, you show the best meal you've ever eaten. Yes. Yeah. You show the best place you've ever visited, the prettiest yeah. part of your home. And I always make this joke, and please don't be offended. I'll say, we only show the pretty children we have. You know, <laughs> you know so please don't be offended. But, but we, we, we show the best life because yes. it's, it's like our personality. We want people attracted to yes. us. Yes. And, 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 and it's not the real world. Now, we do have friends on the other side of that. I wish they weren't quite so transparent. Yes. You know, we have a couple of those. And I, and, and there's a great function. It's called the hide function. Yes. I don't defriend. I just don't see your post. Right, yeah. you know? right, right, right. <laughs> and, and I try to at, only as last resort to do that. But but uh, it, 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 it's, it is. It, we, we want everybody to be attracted to us. And sometimes... Mm, Sometimes we really, we really go into what I call imposter. There's a, a term in counseling called the imposter syndrome. Wow. You know, that kind of thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I have, uh, 
I, I didn't I didn't necessarily plan for this question, but I mean it just came up. What's the role for family in a marriage? Because I, I we did talk about community helping out a marriage, but is there a line with your in laws or you know um, cousins or uncles and aunts and stuff? You know where what's the line? <laughs> yeah, I love that you asked that, and I know, and I do want to add something since you said community. That is, and then I'll get back to that. One of the things we always recommend to our premaritals is find a mentor couple. Yes. Yeah. yes. We always tell them to find yeah. a, And the thing is, is they're not a mentor couple unless you want the relationship you see. Mm-hmm. Wow. If you that's see them good. talk or hear them talk behind that's each really other's good. back, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not your stuff. mentor couple. Yeah. It's the marriage you want to have. Then right. that's who you need to be your mentor. Sorry, I just had earlier from no, what you had great. said. Um, yes, we talk about family. We talk about um, one of the things we tell them starting off is you do not talk to your parents about your fights mm-hmm. because once mm-hmm. you do that, you make them pick sides. It's mm. just going to happen. Yeah. 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 And they, you get past it and they're still holding on to it. Yeah. They're right. still thinking about right. You said that to my little girl. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> or you treated my son that way. Wow. You know, right. they're going to hold on to those things. Yeah. And so we tell them to be sure and keep those things separate. Yeah. And there is a line that husband and wife come first. Yes. Kids, family, the whole unit is next after God, of course. But then everybody else has to fall in line somewhere after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can't take first place of what God intended family to be. That's true. It's 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 amazing how many folks are having, they'll have fights and they run to mom and dad. And all yeah. of a sudden, mom and dad just can't forget. They just can't forget yeah. the conversations. Right. And even adults... Adult families, you don't tell your children a lot of things that you're doing, you know, because you're making kids take sides, yes. especially yeah. when there's divorce in the situation. I always yes. say that uh, when elephants dance, the flowers get trampled. Mm. And that happens a lot of times in, in divorce situations where families are split. Mm-hmm. You're making your kids choose between mom and dad. Wow. No, that's not our place to do that. Let's do our fights separate. Yeah. And let's support, do what we need to do to support our kids. And uh, that's a big thing, a big thing with divorced families now and blended families. There's so many blended families. There's so many dynamics in parenting of blended families. And I wish there were, uh, you know, a lot of folks say, well, give us a recipe. I mean, I can't give you point, 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 (laughs) point. I wish, because one size doesn't fit every family. That's right. Right. That's right. And every, and, and there's some, there's some blended families are probably some of the most healthy families I've ever seen in my life because they've made a point to prioritize their relationship, yes. their, their, their husband-wife relationship more than it is to kids, Yes, but also to make sure that every kid feels value in that family and that mm-hmm. relationship too. Wow. And Troy, if I could just circle back to the initial question, part of that also, we talk about the communication between us, you have to have communication with your family. Yeah. You have to let them understand why we can't come to this event because Mm -hmm. we have this going on in our family and it's not that we don't love you because sometimes people, families get stressed. Well, you always came before you got married. (laughs) Why can't you come now? You were always bringing the banana pudding before. I don't understand. (laughs) We always depend on that. So you just have to be open and say, it's not that we don't love you. It's just time we can't come. And so you have to keep open communication with the extended family too so that they understand, because otherwise, then it starts pulling you apart. Yeah. Because then you feel like you have to take sides. Right. Yeah. And don't put yourself in that situation. Together, you let your 
extended family know these mm-hmm. are the things that are important to us. You are too. But this is my family God gave me that I have to be accountable for. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we take care of the rest of things as we can. That, so that's good. another one to plant uh, the, uh, the practical things we talk to them about. It's like, hey, look, you know, we, we're glad to come on Thanksgiving. You know, we may have to come to this house from 11 to 2 and this house for dinner. Right. Or, and it swaps next year or something like that. But Christmas is going to be at our house because we're not renting a U-Haul to bring a bassinet and a stroller <laughs> <Yeah>. and 42 <laughs> bags of diapers right. and all this stuff. Yeah. Right. We're going to have a Christmas at our house. And if you guys want to come during the holidays, you're welcome. We'll work out a schedule and all yeah. of that. But let just say, hey, remember how, how much it was to, to be able to bring the family to some yes. other family. You know, you, you remember that. Right. And when you have those conversations early, you can avoid confrontations with your family, too, with that extended family as well. All right. Again, this is Under the Fig Tree. We're with Dr. Tim and Cheryl Brewer, and we're discussing marriage, uh, some of the roadblocks, obstacles, and even some of the beauty of marriage. Uh, we do know that marriage is supposed to be a reflection of Christ and his church. So my next question is, what's the best way to honor God with your marriage? What are some practical tips that you can give couples to honor God with your marriage? You know, Troy, that can be difficult and easy. It's easy to say <laughs> and hard to do sometimes. Yeah. But, of course, the most practical way is to think before I speak what would honor God and what I say to my spouse. That doesn't happen easy. That's a practice. Yeah. Because my first instinct is to speak, and then I can't put it back. (laughs) So God has had to put a timer on my tongue, and that was taking a lot of time and prayer to make me think before I say something. Sometimes I still mess up. I know, honey. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, but, But it's thinking what is, how do I treat my husband in a way that honors God? If I wouldn't do this with Jesus in the room, why would I say talk to him that way? Because Jesus is in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not conscious of that, sometimes I can say and do things that later I'm apologizing for that you can't forget. Yeah. You can forgive, but it's still there. Right. Yeah. So part of that is, and that all goes back to, it's my time with God that he teaches me how to be the best wife to my husband. Mm-hmm. And there are times during our prayer time together, we even say, I'll say, Lord, help me to be a better wife to my husband. Because sometimes there are things he needs he's not going to tell me. Yeah. Or things he needs he might not even know, but Holy Spirit knows. Right. And if I'm listening to God, he's going to guide me in what I need to do to be a better wife. Because I'm still working on that. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and, and we, again, we'll go back to the, to the spiritual side of it. We're not trying to get too spiritual. We want to be practical, yeah, we are. too. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. but, you know, it's amazing how much more I love my wife the closer I am to God yep. because I want to honor her. Yeah. And so that's why we push that because I've learned that I, you know, the term I slow my roll. <laughs> I, when, when, when I am closer to God and she comes at me with something that might actually cause me to go from the emotional side, I'll take a deep breath and I'll go, okay, now I can answer. You know, we, we tell couples a lot of times we call, and folks can't see this visual image, but we, 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 we use the pointer finger, and we'll say sometimes when you're having a conversation, 
hold up the pointer finger. We call it giving a finger. <laughs> Not and that's why I prefaced it with that. Hold up the point. And I had to, I had to, you know, thinking about how I was going to say that on, on, <laughs> on, on the recording, but give them the pointer finger. Give me a moment. Right. Because I love you too much to hurt you with what I want to say right now. Right. I value your, your relationship to me too much to do damage. So give me a minute to think. And then I'm going to respond. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, I could go into a ton of brain study about, you know, I was picking at Bruce about going through the amygdala. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and the brain study and all that, how that we, we process and we process anger and we go into that fight or flight mode and all that stuff. But I'm, I'm learning, I've, even at my, at my age, I'm learning there's more, there's a healthier way to answer. Mm-hmm. And we have to, we have to, and it comes with time. Because let's face it, we are a busy society. There's chaos. We talked about chaos yeah. going on all the time. We are exhausted, and when exhaustion happens, we go. We we default to the to the emotional side. Yeah, just about every time. Yeah. Wow. Now I call that um, the difference between reacting and responding. Yes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. That that, yes. that has helped me personally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, realizing that. You know, responding requires me to take a step back and take a breath and and yeah. look at the situation and maybe even rehear what was just said and then then step into the what would Jesus say? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. trying to process yes. all of that before, you know, so I love that. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. it was given to me by God over the years mm-hmm. as don't react, respond. Right. Because response is going to take more time and more effort and more processing, you know, so I love that. It's called listening to understand rather than listening to win. Yes. You know, yeah. again, it goes back to that win-loss ratio, you know, society way we've, we've been, we've been, we've been trained to win. Yeah. And unfortunately our conversations in society in general have, have gone that way. We, and it's easier for us to take what's there one of the business guys talk about talks in business about spillover okay. and what happens yeah. in our work life spills over into our family oh, life. Boy. And, uh, and that's uh, another, that's a whole nother session. <laughs> uh, but we learn how to do it there. So we bring it home and we just, instead of, instead of helping, we destroy our relationship by yes. doing that kind of thing. Yeah. And if I can add one quick thing, it's learning how to give grace we always want grace. Yeah. yeah. We always want yeah. it, but how often are we being mindful to give that to wow. our spouse and to those around us? We have to learn to walk in that. And it's a practice, just like everything else. Yeah. Let wow. me practice giving you grace because I know your heart. You yeah. probably had a rough day. Maybe you mm-hmm. didn't respond the way I wanted you to. Mm-hmm. So if I give you grace, we walk through this situation without having a fight. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. if I don't walk in grace, we're in trouble. Yeah. Wow. And don't get me wrong. We have moments. We do not have a perfect marriage. If anybody says they have a perfect marriage, I usually have choice words for them. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's just, uh, we don't, we have, we have moments where we have to go, mm, we got to take our own medicine. Right. We right, got, right. you know, we've got to be careful because we are, we work at a breakneck speed. Uh, it seems like uh, with our, between our practice and our daily lives, we work yeah. at a breakneck speed, and sometimes we kind of go, "Oh wow, we did it again." Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So the the world would call it a practice. I, I look at it as a ministry. Yeah. You guys absolutely. do. Yes. 
Um, oh, absolutely. I, I look at it all day long as a ministry. And that kind of leads to this because, you, like you said, you work at a breakneck speed. I know you guys are always going, 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 <laughs> uh, which, you know, I, I get it. You know, that's kind of where life has you. You right do, now. too. Yeah, we yeah, go. You do Everybody too. at this table <laughs> does. <Yeah>. I mean. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 funny that we actually got a schedule where everybody could sit down at the table at the same time. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, like I said, I I know you, you know you guys are busy. So how do you balance ministry and your marriage? What's the best way to do that? I'm going to tell you we haven't conquered this yet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just to be transparent, we go. Uh, I don't know about you guys. When it comes to ministry, ministry seems to come in waves or in seasons. Yes. And you know we're steady in ministry. You know, we set up our practice as a ministry, mm-hmm. and we just have a doing business as thing, but it's set up as a ministry, and 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 we're always we're always going. We've got schedules uh, since the beginning of COVID. Our we have had just incredible response for sessions and things, and uh, and so we we try our best to put some space and have some time to get away. We still try to find a way that we used, when, before we really got into ministry, our date night was Thursday night mm-hmm. without fail every Thursday night. And Thursday night now is a prime time for us when it comes to, especially we, we set it up for online sessions because right. online is still here. It's going to be here forever. And yeah, at yeah. some point in time, again, we may be all online again. I right. don't know, but we try to find times to be able to shut it down and get away. Uh, but there's got to be times that you say, we don't have an appointment. It, it's an empty block, and you yes. go, we don't have an appointment available that right. week. It doesn't mean that, that, that there's not a session available. It may mean we're blocking out this time for us because yes. we have to, uh, you know, like a lot of folks say, I can't pour from an empty cup. Right. Yeah. I've got to get filled back up. I've got to have time with you. Right. Because if I don't know you, uh, we can be in the middle of a session. And all of a sudden, I hear something and go, "Ooh, there's some, there's an unneed, unmet need that right. they're talking about." Because we, we do counsel a little different from a lot of people. We counsel couples as couples. Yes. You know, and, and somebody will say, "Well." That's that's weird. I'm like, well, it's kind of what we felt God was calling us to do is to to hear couples because sometimes when you're a guy and there's a couple sitting there, woman feels like he's going to take the man's side all the time, or right. a woman sitting there, he's going to take the woman's side, and it's amazing. Sometimes we will <laughs> who we end up siding with. Sometimes it's kind of shocking, you know, or <laughs> we'll say, okay, are, are, are you ever going to get this together? You know, sometimes uh, we have to be a little blunt. Yeah. But, you know, counseling and, and just like mentoring, iron sharpens iron. I've yes. got to grind yeah. you every once in a while. I, right. need to, I need to challenge. If everything is a nice, feel-good thing, then we haven't done our job. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes we'll be talking, and it's amazing some of the things that come out of my mouth. And I'll go, Cheryl go, where'd that come from? I'm like, it's the Holy Spirit because I didn't have any idea. And then sometimes she'll start talking, and I'm sitting there going, get it, girl. Go for it. Go for it. You, oh. you know, I'm like, let me grab the seat and hang on because this girl is taking us on a ride. Wow. And it's, it's great. It, it, it's amazing. And then we'll have a couple walk out, and we'll sit there going, man, that was fresh, man. Mm. That was something that we didn't plan on because we go in with a plan. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, where did that come from? Yeah. yeah, and all of a sudden, you know, 
it didn't come from us. It came from him. Yeah. 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 And that's where I will jump in and say, that's how we do it because yeah. it's not us. Yeah. Right. That's right. When we are doing it in our strength and our knowledge and yeah. our training, which is all needed. Yeah. But if that's what we're dependent on, right. We're going to fail every day, all day. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not going to make it to the marriage part because we failed at the ministry part. Yeah. Wow. Right. But when we go in and pray every time, Holy Spirit, you're the counselor in the session. Yeah. We're just the vessels. We ask you to yeah. work through us. You know, we ask for discernment, wisdom, all those things. But when we don't let him do the ministry and give it to right. him, mm-hmm. we can't carry it yeah. Yeah. with that yeah. schedule. And then on a personal level, if I'm not, if I'm letting that, I can't let that be yeah. my relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Right. That's not. The ministry is not my relationship. Right. right. That's so good. I have that to is. have my own personal relationship. That is so good. To allow the ministry to flow. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to happen because Cheryl doesn't have that kind of strength. Right. She doesn't have that kind of wisdom. And if you're pulling on your own strength, it wears you out yes. way yeah. too fast. And I yes. can find times when we're kind of leaning on that. We're getting too busy. We're not taking the time to pray. We're not taking time to, okay, Lord, we need you here. That's when we're bump, 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 bump. And it's going to lead over from ministry yeah. to marriage and marriage to ministry. Yeah. yeah. Right. So put, making sure for me personally to make sure I have that time helps me balance both. And then I know right. when we do that together, it makes all the difference. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's awesome. And we were talking about ministry. It's, it really is ministry because, I mean, it is. we've had people get saved in their office. Yes, mm-hmm. love it, love it. You know, this guy was talking. You remember me talking about it. Uh, we were talking, and he had left, led a life group at his church, you know, and all that. And I'm like, well, let me ask you, do you know you're saved? Do you know what it means to be saved? And we talked to that, and I was like, he goes, well, I've never done that. I said, would you like to, let's fix this today. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And we prayed a serious prayer. That's what it's about. Yeah, we That's... had couples that came to had a couple that came to us, and we we loved them dearly, and we fall in love with our couples sometimes, you know, just and individuals too, because Cheryl does individuals, I do individuals, and all yeah. that. We really fall in love with them. It probably we we attach to them a little more than we really should, mm-hmm. and we we have to have to walk that professional side. Mm-hmm. But you can't help but get attached to some of them when you see the growth that happens. Yes, right. Yes, and and we we try to try to mentor them as much as we can and help them walk. But we had a couple come to us uh, that we did premarital with, and and we are very much we believe one man one woman. Yeah, uh, the sanctity of marriage. Yeah, all the acts and all the the gifts yes. and everything that goes sure. with it should right. be done within the marriage bonds. Right. And we finished with them, and then they said, and, and not long after, we know y'all don't like this, but we're moving in together. Actually, they moved in during sessions. Yeah, during sessions. Towards okay. the last yeah. of our sessions. Okay. Yes. And uh, and then they came to us and said, uh, we feel convicted that we need to get married, and their marriage date was long off, and it was like, uh, would you marry us? And I was like, sure. So we took a morning off from church and found a venue and did did their wedding ceremony wow. because yeah. we we didn't beat on them we loved on them we right. didn't beat on them but Holy Spirit Holy Spirit work. worked on them right and yeah. so we made that right and it's it's amazing to see them flourish as yeah. a couple now wow. it really is those are wonderful testimonies I, I like that I, I would probably say is you know to find balance and keep balance is making sure that you understand that your first ministry Mm -hmm. and your primary ministry is in your home. Right. Yes. Um, Right. I would think that, and then everything else spills out of that, you know, and I think 
many times, like you said, you guys flying, <laughs> busy, and you know how mm-hmm. we are. We're, yeah. we're, but we, we have to make time for each other because if, if right. I can't get it right in my home, I really have no business trying to get it right out there. So, so right. good. And I think that's probably a good way to, to look at that, to keep balance. I have really enjoyed being able to glean uh, wisdom from you guys. Yes. So one thing I'm going to do is put you on the spot. <laughs> if I haven't already. <laughs> and I'm going to ask, will you come back during season three? I would love it. Sure. We'd be honored. Awesome. Absolutely honored. Yeah. And we'll have another session yeah. during season three. Yeah. So I want to give you some room because I know you guys are here in the Charlotte area and I want you to talk to our listeners and tell them how they can find you and what okay. services that you guys offer great well we're we are here in charlotte uh, we're down in the steel creek area of charlotte uh, where our office is we lease space from judah church and that's you know, of course our practice is judah care center but we're not on staff at the church we just uh, that's where we we're, we're there uh, we were able to get space there and uh, we've been we we do service a lot of the, the people from that church but we have it's amazing the the majority of the people that we work with come from outside of the church in, right. in the community in the area. Uh, we we do have a website www.judacarecenter.org, and you can go on the website and learn a little bit about us and a little bit about our offerings. We do individual counseling, we do marriage counseling. Sometimes that's not always bad. Sometimes it's good to come in and get a checkup. You know, we go get yeah, a body. Right. And I just had my physical this week. Uh, not always my favorite thing to do, but I had my physical. We get a physical. We check up our heat and AC every year. Yeah. You know, we get our car tuned up. Why not get our thinking tuned up sometimes? And yeah. we have couples who come to us to do, we do temperament testing and walk us through that. And we'll do that and have fun with that. Or we just want to check up or we're in a crisis mode and we, we work with that too. We do that. Uh, we also, uh, I do life coaching, uh, a certified life coach. I did some of that working through that during the last project I did. And, uh, also we do some business consulting with leadership. I have a strategic partnership with another business in the area mm-hmm. and a, a, a pastor I met at a pastors and leaders conference recently in uh, about nine, uh, see 2019. Okay. And we've struck up a friendship and, it's, we have developed a lot of leadership things, and it's amazing when we do those things. Uh, we have people walk up and go, "You're a pastor, aren't you? Or you're a preacher, or you know, one of one of us or both of us." They'll say that too, and I'm like, "Why does it show?" And he said, "Well, all the things you talk about are biblical." And I said, "Well, we designed the coursework right. to have biblical principles because we know biblical principles win. They right? Work. They work. They mm-hmm. work in in life. They work in the workplace." I said, but we have to, he said, well, I wish you would really give God more credit. And I said, well, I would love to do that. I said, but, you know, everybody's not as open as, as we, uh, as you are to this. I said, but, you know, we stand on the principle that his word would not return void. Right. Yeah. And so if we put those principles in you, at some point in time, it's going to return. Sure. Yeah, be, right. There'll be an opportunity right. to open up and speak somebody. But we do those things as well. And so, you know, uh, we have a, a contact sheet on the website where folks can put their information in and what they're looking for and their email address and phone number so we can get back and talk. And we call people and talk to them and make sure they're a good fit. Um, even though we are Christian counselors, we take people from where they're at, you know, because everybody's walk is not all in the same that's, place. That's right. Right. We're not preachy. 
Right. I mean, I've had people who are not believers who come to us and, work, sure. and we work with them. And, but we take them from where they're at. And, and sometimes it means I'm helping you get to a better place in your relationship with God in addition to working through problems. And so right. Cheryl does that. She's a, you know, mama, everybody calls her Mama Cheryl. Because she she will mama them to death, and uh, we've got one we've got one couple who say, "Mama Cheryl, will you pray with us before we go? I need one of them Mama Cheryl prayers." And so, <laughs> but that's kind of you know we're we're available there. I'm also listed on, on Psychology Today as well. You can find us there too nice. as well. So we have the ability to be be found. Give the website one more time: www.judahcarecenter.org. And Judah has J U D A H. Yeah, like line of a tribe of Judah, mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, it's it, it's easy to find us. Awesome. You guys got anything else you want to say to the married couples before we go? I just want to say it's been awesome to be here. I listen all the time. You guys are like my yes. lunch break getaway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a oh. crazy day at work, and I'm like. Oh, to hear Bruce and Troy. So I will turn on one of the episodes and then I can make it through the afternoon. Oh, awesome. Um, I just truly enjoyed your last series. Yes. Oh my gosh. Prophetic. Amazing. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. I, that can help anybody whether you're a prophet or not. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. so many wonderful principles. So I know you said to the married couples, but I had to do that plug. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let you say yeah. something. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. slide the check over to you. Yeah. After, <laughs> after a while. Yeah. We we love the wisdom that comes through this uh, uh, this podcast. It really really do. It's it's there's just such wisdom, and I'm at the stage of my life where it's like I need something that's going to sharpen me. It's going to push me a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I can't stay in the same place. Yeah, I have to grow. Yeah, and it takes wisdom on a on a certain level to push me that way. And uh, we really love that. And it it, it is a, a absolute awesome. Uh, ministry you guys have here with this and, and we're so we're so excited to be be able to just to be a part of it today is it's just a really wonderful thing but well, we, well it's know, been fantastic having you guys absolutely. and being able to pick your brain and <laughs> and you know i mean you've given so much this is such a rich and that's why you guys that are regular listeners you're you're having the whole thing we didn't break this up because we knew it was going to be really, really rich. Yeah. And so it's being broadcast as one full podcast because we just didn't want to break it up. We knew ahead of time how rich this was going to be. Yes. And so we just thank you guys so much. And we can't wait to have you back <laughs> when we start season three. Yeah, so I'm Troy. And I'm Bruce. And we have been here with Tim and Cheryl Brewer. And we are so grateful to you for joining us here under the fig tree.